Hi, this is Scott Schultz, Managing Director of USDAU, and you're listening to the PTM Podcast. Hi, and welcome to episode 29 of the PTM Podcast, powered by Racket Sports U. I'm your host, Chris Michalowski, a PTMer known as Coach Mick, broadcasting right here from warm and sunny Orlando, Florida. Well, have you ever started a class and halfway through the class or drill, one of the students blatantly asks, So why are we doing this? Well, I've been there for sure, and it can be embarrassing, which leads me in to today's story. It's story time with Coach Mick. All right, so I had a group of students recently come to the campus for a week, and it was an amazing experience for me as well as for them, I hope anyway. And by the way, if you're interested in bringing a group here, talk to me and I'll set you up with an experience that you'll never forget. Each day, this group worked with an expert on campus. For example, on Monday, they did on-court with player development and working with high-level players. Tuesday was TDM with our TDM and tournament expert. Wednesday was on-court with our 10-and-under expert and working with red ball kids. Thursday was progression-regression with our director of coaching education and using the orange balls. And Friday was the group lesson evaluations live-streamed on PlaySite with me. Ha, ha, ha. And like I said, you can set this up with me anytime as well if you want to bring a group down here. And we don't have to work on those specific things. We'll work on the things that you guys want to work on or talk to the people you want to talk to. Now, during the group lesson with me, I made it similar to how it worked when I was a tester for the USPTA. I gave them an area to work on, gave the coaches time to come up with a plan, and then they tried to execute that plan in about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And we did about six rounds of this. And overall, they did a great job. And yes, Nate... You did this initially just to get that out. But after each round, my first comment was, you didn't tell them what they were going to do before you started teaching the lesson. Then it continued to happen until the very last lesson. So it happened like five times in a row. And I kept saying, all right, that was a great lesson, but you never told them what you were going to do before the lesson started. And my point was that students don't want to go out there and not have a clue what they're going to learn or do. They have nothing to look forward to. So imagine in school walking into every class and having no clue what you're going to learn that day. You just sit down and the teacher says, all right, the quadratic equation is used when you can't factor out an equation easily. Then the next day, the exact same class, you sit down and the teacher says, well, the Boston Tea Party was a protest by the Sons of Liberty, blah, 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 blah. You would kind of like to have a heads up, right? Instead of being hit with some arbitrary topic, I'm guessing. Well, the same goes for a tennis lesson. And I'm going to show you how you might do it based on my experience in the online marketing world, which leads me in to today's quick tip. And now today's quick tip on the PTM podcast. All right. So today's quick tip is tell your students what they're going to learn, teach them, and then tell them what they learn. Make sure you tell them before the lesson starts. The more in advance you can let someone know what they're going to do, the more time they have to prepare or ask a question that they might want to answer during their time with you. Even on court, if you say something like, and this is not the best way, welcome to class, everyone. Today, we're going to warm up, work on some forehands and backhands, do some cool drills, and finish with some fun points. Well, you know, that's not the best lesson presentation, but at least you gave them an idea what you were going to do. Now, when writing out a sales page, there is a formula that I'm accustomed to with the acronym PASTOR, P-A-S-T-O-R. And this stands for the P is identify a problem, A is amplify that problem, S is tell a story about that problem and the solution with whatever you use to solve that problem. T is a testimony of somebody that used your solution. O is you make an offer. And then R is a response. And it's basically, hey, it's decision time now. I know you might be saying, whatever, Coach Mick, this is a tennis lesson. Well, try telling my 3540 group that they're going to work on something new without telling them why. And they will probably fail initially most of the time. Trust me, it takes a very experienced salesperson to get them to make any major changes. Here's how I would approach it. Let's keep it real simple. P 
P-A-S, and this is how you might do it in a lesson. P is the problem. A is you agitate the problem. And S is your solution to that problem. All right, let's define the problem as... The lobber. <gasps> now let's get to the lesson. So the problem or pain you're going to start off by saying is something like this. Hey, good morning, ladies. Today we're going to work on how to handle the dreaded lobber. Then the A, you're going to agitate this just to kind of bring back some memories. Something like, hey, this is the person who drives us crazy. You think you hit the most amazing server approach shot, followed into the net, only to get lobbed, and then you and your partner are sitting there staring at each other, not knowing who should have taken it. And to finish off, you see the other team high-fiving like they did something spectacular when you know they can't hit a decent pass to save your lives. And of course, it's your fault, even though your partner gave them the dream ball to lob in the first place. And then in your mind, you're saying, oh yeah, Phyllis does that to me every time. So now you got them kind of worked up a little bit. And then the solution is next. So today Today we're going to work on getting them to where they can't lob you from, and that is the net. This is very effective, but it can be tricky because the ball we get them up there with needs to be short and kept fairly low. But if you can execute this, even with some success, you'll have the upper hand. We'll start with working on the shot to bring them up, put it into some controlled points, and then let you go for it on your own. Done. Now, this is one of many ways to counter a lobber, but now you have their attention because you told them what they're going to learn and you hopefully inspired them to want to learn by agitating the problem. It's like when you're online reading some sales page or watching an infomercial and in your head you're saying, oh yeah, that's me, that's totally me, I gotta buy this. You got them to relate, you got them to feel those stressful feelings again, in this case on the court with the lobber, and now you will most likely have their attention. And you also saw that I told them how the lesson was gonna go that day. Step two is to teach them how to execute the shot. And in this scenario, the short low ball. You'll have to progress through it most likely by working on underspin and working on ways to adjust it if it's not staying low or short enough. Then you'll put them in a situation where they start each point by executing the shot. What I would do here is to do it champs and challenger style. All right, newsflash here from Coach Mick. And let me stop here and give you a tip because I've seen this many, many times, even in a testing situation. Do not have the champs hitting the shot that you've just worked on. If they stay champs for a while, the other four players or two teams on your court will never get a chance to work on it. I like to almost always have the challengers hit the shot that we just worked on so everyone gets as many opportunities as possible. Here's an example. You have one champ and four challengers and you have just worked on approach shots all day and you're feeding the champ the approach shot and the other four are not working on it. So get at least the 80% the other four, hitting the shot you just worked on all day. If he or she stays champ the whole time, it's going to be a dreaded time if you do it the other way. All right, so now that the champs know that the challengers will be hitting a short ball to them, not fair, move them back to a cone or to the back curtain or somewhere, but don't let them move forward until contact is made by the other team or they lose a point or something to that effect. This will probably be pretty close to the proper timing when the opposing team is not expecting it. Plus, it gives the players a bit more success, and with that success, they'll be more willing to try it in a match once they see the benefits. Then finish with some regular points and have each team try to throw that shot in at least once a game or something to that effect. And finally, bring them in and tell them what they just learned and why they want to continue to work on it. What I would do is keep track, and especially if it worked in my favor, I would say something like, hey, after the points, every time you brought the team up to the net, you won the point 80% of the time and you are just starting out, remember that. It's only gonna get better from here. Give them some encouragement to keep working on it. You might even explain how this shot is good for other situations, like giving your opponents overheads, because that's usually the weakest shot out there, and it's weaker than you think anyway, and it keeps them fired up to learn the shot. So talk about other situations as well. Then give them some incentive or homework to try it out away from the class, 
and don't just drop it. Continue to ask how it's going during the week and even during next week's class. Bottom line, let your students know what to expect before the lesson starts. Then teach them, then tell them what they learned. It may be something simple, or you may have to go to the sales page route with those stubborn players. Well, that wraps it up for episode 29 of the PTM podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, giving your students a heads up will make your lessons run much smoother. Well, are you interested in a career in tennis? Or do you know someone who is? Or maybe you want to start a PTM program in your own area. Either way, go to ptmprograms.com and RSU will get you started. And don't forget, there's a huge need for quality coaches and RSU wants to meet you right where you're at and help you reach your destination in the racket sports industry. And as always, if you know someone who may benefit from the podcast, please share it with them and thank you in advance for your support. Well, I'm Coach Mick and I want to thank you for listening and I hope you'll join me again for the next episode of the PTM Podcast.